It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ugh. Another pointless video call where nothing gets done. I think you're on mute, David. Uh, oh, sorry. What did I miss? IT just approved Miro for the whole company. Miro? That's the... Online whiteboard. For team collaboration, we can make these long video meetings so much shorter with Miro boards. We can share ideas, feedback, and updates on them whenever. Actually see what we're talking about? It's all online. Miro will make our flexible work setup so much easier. With one virtual space for our brainstorms, projects, presentations. Oh, that sounds kind of amazing. So I don't need to wake up for 6 a.m. calls with the London office anymore. Now you're getting it. Don't let time zones get in the way of your team working well together. See why 99% of the Fortune 100 trust Miro to get good work done from anywhere. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Hey guys, welcome to the Leading Edge Cricket Podcast, where today we are doing a deep dive into the upcoming series between England and the Black Caps, the team, the players, the stats, the analysis to break it all down without one single pulled hamstring in the dressing room in sight. I'm Rob, this is Rich, welcome to the podcast. Hey Rob, how's it going? Fit, and I'm absolutely not injured from walking around in my socks, which is a miracle because it seems to be the trend, it's the in thing. It's dangerous. Have you been near a dressing room? Uh, not for seven years. <laughs> no. So you're all right then. You're not going to tear a left hamstring. It's very specific injuries that you get in uh, in changing rooms, but that is what's happened in the last week or so, isn't it? So we're going to get into that in a moment. We're going to get into the squads. We'll get into what we think will be the 11s. Were we anywhere near, Rob? That's another question we need to ask with our squads. I think you were closer than me because I, I had the IPL guys in my squad and being really strong, whereas... This is this is it's interesting. It's an interesting squad with plenty of opportunity, mate. It really is, I think so. Yeah. So let's let's get straight into it. Let's get started. more time to chat rubbish about the squad after we name the squad. So we'll we'll take us back a little bit first and then we'll get us all up to date. So England squad was announced. It was Joe Root, obviously the captain, Jimmy Anderson, James Bracey of Gloucestershire, Stuart Broad, Rory Burns, Zach Crawley, Ben Folks, more to come. 
Uh, Dan Lawrence, Jack Leach, Craig Overton of Somerset, Ollie Pope, Ollie Robinson of Sussex, who was uncapped, Dom Sibley, Warwickshire, who's recovered from his broken finger, Ollie Stone of Warwickshire, and Mark Wood. So from that squad, obviously, you, there's a, some big names that aren't involved. Johnny Bairstow, Josh Butler, Chris Wokes, Sam Curran, probably missing some others. IPL guys, not selected. They're going to be told to put their feet up sensibly, as I said as well. Yeah, yeah, I said that, Rob. Yeah. Yep. So Joffre Archer also, he misses out. He played in a game, didn't he? He looked fantastic. We all got dead yep. excited. We got giddy about it. And his elbow just wasn't right. He's had surgery again. And this is real. They're talking about make or break surgery. Wow. Um, That's I don't serious. think. It, yeah, it, it really is. It, it, it's, it, it could change you know, the, the trajectory, easy for mm-hmm. me to say, of his career. Um, they're going to take the time on this one. He's looking ahead to uh, to the, um, the the Ashes over this winter, World Cup, and then the Ashes. Um, so forget about Jofra Archer this summer. If we see him at the back end of an India test, then great. But uh, let's just fingers crossed that everything goes well with his rehabilitation. So that was the squad as it started. Then Ben Folks, after the game against Middlesex, decided to slip. They call it an accident. I would like to call it an incident. It just sounds a little bit more, hmm, what went on here? So we had a, a, a slipping incident, accident, and he's torn his left hamstring. The guy's been waiting years to make his home debut in the yeah. test match. Played over in Sri Lanka, played wherever it's spinning like crazy, difficult conditions. Here you go. You can have your home test debut at Lords. No, I would much rather slip over and tear my hamstring. So how big a gap in the squad, you're asking, Rob? Well, they had to fill it with two people. Hasib Hamid, Nottinghamshire, born again, opening batsman. He's been in the runs again this year. 2016 made his debut for England. It went so well, and then it just fell off a cliff. He's climbing back up that cliff face now, and he's back on form. And Sam Billings of Kent, the wicketkeeper batsman, more of a white ball cricketer, I'm sure we'll all agree. But he's in there, we believe, only as cover for the wicketkeeper, which will be James Bracey now, I'm sure. So, Rob, that is where we are with the England squad. Take it away. Uh, pick the pick the bones out of that bit. It, it's a good team. It's what I I like. What they've done. They've gone. They've given the IPL guys the rest, and they've gone with the guys that are actually in form. You remember time and time again for years in this England team, you'd see guys scoring thousand runs, thousand runs, thousand runs. Get the call up when they're out of yeah. form after three years of good form. And I like the fact they're going with Bracey. They're going with Ollie Robson, guys who have earned it and done it time and time again. Um, very very good players. Bracey's. Um, as, as a gloveman, or as, is a very good gloveman for Gloucestershire over the last few years, averaging 47 this year, mate. Just class mm. six centuries to his name. And Ollie Robinson just seems to get better and better the more that he plays. And every single season's a, a real big step forward for him. He got 63 wickets a few years ago, 74 in 2018. This year, he picked up his nine for 78. He's, he's, he's a great cricketer. And you're picking him when he's bowling well in good conditions to bowl in England. So it's kind of going, we've got these guys. What do we do to get the best out of them? Well, we need to put them into a really good situation. And this is a really, really good situation for these new guys to come in, mate. That's it. And they've picked players, you know, Craig Overton has to be in the squad, had to be in the squad, sorry. Ollie Robinson had to be in the squad. James Brazy had to be in the squad. One or two other players were on the periphery. Where we talked about Matt Critchley's of this world, et cetera, Alex Lees maybe. But they've picked what I would say is probably about the right squad. Um, it's just now, will they play them? This is where it all changes. It's fine to pick these players, but you have to now give them an opportunity. There's yeah. no point resting the IPL players. There's no point 
calling these guys up unless they're going to get an opportunity. They spoke about not wanting to have any debutants down under in the ashes. They never seem to want to do that, do they? Give them a debut at the Gabba. It's fine. Chuck them in. <laughs> ah, it's all good. Um, but use them. Just use them. They have to play, these guys. They have to get a test match each. You know, Robinson and Overton. You cannot then have them carrying drinks around for two test matches. They have to play at least one each, I think. That's my take on it. Ollie Stone, he's a slightly different. He's played a little bit of test cricket. As as Overton, hasn't he? I'm right in saying that about Ollie Stone before we go any further, aren't we? You are two test matches, Ollie Ooh. Stone. He's I assume so. Seven wickets yeah. in 13, mate, and he's looked quick. Yeah. When he played yes, ex- quick, but he's injury prone. Exactly. I mean, I, I, spoiler alert, but I think you can pair up a couple of these bowlers quite nicely in an England yeah. squad. If, yeah. if and we're not going to get into what we think with the eleven will be, but if you take away Broad and Anderson for a second and Jack Leach, you can put Ollie Stone and Mark Wood as yeah. a pair. You can put Ollie Robinson and Craig Overton as a pair. Yeah. So I think there's an obvious opportunity to give everybody a run out in this two to two match test series yeah. and make it make it fair and and just no, they're valid points, mate. And I think what you're going to see is maybe a splitting of Anderson and Broad. The series as a whole comes down to how England play Anderson and Broad, and you know what this rotation policy is like that they've got going on, and they want to give these guys game time. Do they put their eggs in one basket and go Anderson Broad test one and rest them, or are they more about seeing opportunities and seeing if people are actually good enough to go to the next level and play against these world class players? Yeah, absolutely, and that's 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 what it's all about, isn't it? Really, it's it's about managing the workloads at the moment. And again, I'll just keep emphasising that point. There's no point in calling these players up unless you're going to give them opportunity. Um, James Brace is an interesting one for me in this squad as well, because he's obviously going to take the wicket team with gloves and bat seven now. If Folks was in, I think they were looking at Bracey, probably batting at three, probably sneaking in there. Maybe Sibley missed out. Maybe Zach Crawley opened with Rory Burns. You know, that would have been interesting to see. But obviously now he's got to take the gloves and they're more than likely going to bat him at seven. It makes sense. Um, Rory Burns, just a quick one on him. We keep talking about, or we kept talking about him just just doing enough, just doing enough, but not quite going big. Well, he's now into the top 10 of the leading run scorers in county cricket. He's scored 554 runs now, with an average of 61.55, 104 not out being his single century, but also his highest score. He's now in good form. So Dom Sibley, <laughs> the, yeah. the torch is shining directly into his face at the moment, isn't it? He, he's now a little bit unfair. Wisdom Cricket of the Year, as we keep talking about last year. How much value we want to put on that is another thing. But he he won the accolade. He was clearly one of the top five players of the year that hasn't already won the award. Um, So he... Sorry, I'll keep hammering that. (laughs) (laughs) He's under the spotlight, isn't he? He's the guy at those top ones because Burns has done nothing Kenny Cricket. Sibley's not played. You know, slight tangent, Sibley, two double centuries in the county championship two years ago. I'm just putting that out there. So he's got the ability to build big but he 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 needs runs early because he's not played he'd struggled in India and you Mm -hmm. know what and I think the way things have worked out and they've had to maneuver people around and you talked about maybe Bracey batting at three Bracey's going to bat down the order because he's keeping so they don't want to move Zach Crawley up so who what do they need they need a backup opener in case Sibley or Burns goes down or fails and that's where the Hamid connection comes in and he's straight yeah. there if Sibley has a horrendous first test and a couple of ducks yeah we, we could we could be seeing the the rebirth of in, in the international cricket of Hamid which everyone Absolutely. needs in their life it's fantastic isn't it it's you wonder whether it's come a little bit early it's great to have him back around the setup I would imagine he'll end up just backing up over the next two games yeah, yeah. but it is 
unbelievable to see him back. I think it's just undoubted. You know, like I said, 2016, I think he may have played three test matches. Um, I'll have to go back to the stats in a moment and have a little nosy. Um, he did play three test matches. He's got an average of 43.8, high score of 82, two half centuries, including one seriously gritty one with a broken finger, I think it was. Yeah. Um, so he's got something about him. He's gone away. He's come back a different player. I think one of the criticisms of Havsi Bamid was that, from hearing on the circuit, is that he probably put a bit too much work in, a bit too much thought into everything. He's probably just relaxed a little bit some good flowing lot. Mm, he, he's got cracking hair, mate. Um, it, he's got great hair. Short leg as well, get him in there. It, it's a fantastic selection. Dom Sibley, he will start now. I think if James Bracey had have been in as a batsman as and wicketkeeper cover, I think there could have been a question that Sibley sits out the first test and they would have batted Crawley with Burns now, Burns scoring runs, Bracey at three. But I think now Sibley gets a reprieve. He opens a batting. Again, don't want to pick this whole team in one go. Um, but he gets the open batting with Burns. Crawley at three, Bracey at seven. Hammy is there waiting. If Sibley does anything wrong in the first test, I think there's a chance, an outside chance, though, that Hammy can get a game. I don't see um, the uh, the keeper Sam Billings playing in this two-test match series unless something seriously goes wrong. Um, and... and can we just take a moment just to talk about that? Because when we both of us first heard the news, we both went to say, well, what? what, what? Why? Who? Billy? What's he doing in the test team? Yeah. He's a white ball cricketer now, isn't he? Let's be honest. He's played one county championship game this season and had one innings and scored 11 runs. 29-year-old, he's uncapped at test level, but obviously he's got good experience in the white ball arena. He's obviously well-liked. Any thoughts on it, Rob? I, it was a, a little bit of a conundrum. He is a decent first-class cricketer. It's just the way his career has gone that he's he can yeah. get in the setup and be around the team. 22 uh, T20 internationals, 31-day internationals already mm. at white ball. And that's kind of, he feels a little bit pigeonholed because his availability is pretty poor for his county. He played twice yeah. last year. He's played once this year, four times in 2019. It's not being in and around red ball cricket all the time, but because mm. he's in held in real decent regard, like he's good enough to get a contract in the big bash. He's that sort of quality yeah. white ball player. I hate to say it, but it, it ticks boxes for England when when they're, they're doing it. They've mm. got someone who's part of the system who a little bit like Joss Butler, they go, I think he could mm. go and do something special down the order. We don't need him to grid out a 30 or 40, but we want someone who might be able to win us some matches down the order. Yeah. Maybe it, it, he's it's, the guy. It's a funny one. It's almost like Ed Smith's had one last selection. They basically <laughs> rang him and said, Ben Folks is out. We're going to bring him in as batting cover. What do you reckon? Yeah, Sam Billings, white ball yeah. cricketer. It's got Ed Smith's fingerprints all over. I'm not saying he's been involved, but it, it wouldn't surprise me in the last slightest. I had a little look at who potentially could have been in the team instead. I was thinking, surely there must be somebody else out there. And that's when it, it actually gets a little bit more clearer of why they picked Billings. Because I'm looking at the batsmen. You just look at dismissals, the leading dismissal you know, this season in the county championship. Tom Moores of Nottinghamshire, John Simpson of Middlesex, Michael Burgess of Warwickshire, Stephen Davis, we remember him from years ago, yeah. played cricket for England, Somerset, Pointer at Durham, Brown at Sussex, Ben Cox. There's a lot of players out there. Could they have picked two Ollie Robinsons? Sure, that would have been great. Two Ollie <laughs> Robinson Davidsons. That would have been amazing. But the only name in that list, really, that I've just mentioned there that I would say maybe would have been a shout, and someone they used to talk about potentially for England selection was Ben Brown of Sussex. Averages nearly yeah. 40. Experienced player. He must be hitting his yeah. 30s now. Um, 
But that's where you start going, okay, well, Sam Billings actually makes a lot more sense. He is in and around the squad. He's, he's played at international level. He understands what's required of him. Yeah. 35-ish um, first-class average. Yeah. Scored about six or seven hundreds. It makes more sense now when you start actually breaking it down, looking into it a little bit more. But I yeah. do hope that Bracey gets both test matches, give himself a proper run. And then I would just love to see the next conversation because folks is missing opportunity. Butler's done well, but if Bracey comes in and does well, what happens then? Yeah. You know, Johnny Bairstow's still somewhere near. He's a bit of a satellite, isn't he, at the minute? Just, you know, flowing around, but he's not quite in the squad. So it it's always a good position, I think, when you're looking at England squads and you're going, we could pick four or five wicketkeeper batsmen. We're strong. We're strong. Our bowling lineup is strong. Our wicketkeepers are strong. We, we've just got issues around one to three in the order, mate, and we have for five years. That's all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. And that's it. It's such a great opportunity, isn't it? It's going to be a really, really positive, really strong, sorry, um, New Zealand bowling attack. Yeah, They're going to do a bit. They're going to bowl well in English conditions because it's not dislike. Dislike's not unlike uh, the conditions <laughs> they have over in your neck of the woods, mate, uh, in New Zealand. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be a challenge for them, isn't it? You know, Lord's pitch on that slope, you know, take your chance, Dom Sibley, otherwise someone's coming for you. It's mm. all big questions at the moment. Um do we want to jump over to the visitors, Rob? You're, you're, I feel you're... that is a, a good way to go, mate. Let's touch on this Black Cap squad. Yeah, so your knowledge base here. Let's rattle through first. So New Zealand squad. We spoke about it in what a previous podcast, but we'll just go through it again. So Devon Conway was the name that really jumped out towards. He was an uncapped player. We expect him to make his debut on this tour. Yeah. Also uncapped, Rashin Ravindra and Jacob Duffy. Rashin Ravindra, opening batsman, very, very talented. Jacob Duffy, as Rob explained about, he's more of a... a, a what we'd call like a county sort of you know county pro, isn't he? He's a good yeah. bowler, steady bowler, but he's yep. nothing outrageous. Um, obviously, good enough to warrant an England, uh, sorry, in England, a New Zealand international call up. So let's not be too too harsh. But um, Ravindra, he can open or play in the middle. He bowls a bit of spin as well. He would be the youngest Kiwi debutant since twenty-year-oldish Sodi uh, Sodi back in twenty thirteen. So that's an interesting one. Um, so let's get let's get the squad. Um, it's it's a twenty-man squad at the moment. And it will stay a 20-man squad, but it will then be reduced by five before after the England series when they play India in that World Test Championship. So the squad as follows. Kane Williams is captain, Tom Blundell, Trent Bolt, we'll talk about in a moment, Doug Bracewell, Devon Conway, Colin de Grandhomme, Jacob Duffy, Matt Henry, Kyle Jamieson, Tom Latham, Daryl Mitchell, Henry Nichols, Ajaz Patel, Rashin Ravindra, Mitch Santner, Tim Southey, Ross Taylor, Neil Wagner... BJ Watlin and Will Young. That's a big squad, Rob. Evergreen. Will Young. Will Young. Will, Will Young. Young reference. Can't, Sorry about can't that. Not, can't not do it. Mate. Yeah, you can. The thing I, I love about this Black Caps team, it, it doesn't matter where they go, where they play, they're always mm. just the underdog against anyone. Oh, and they just get... underdogs. They are. And New Zealand like it that way. That's the New Zealand way. The very humble sort of guys they don't big themselves up bit tall poppy syndrome you'll get cut down pretty quick but this is a you look at the England team and you go this is a young experimental see what they've got this is the best New Zealand team there's probably ever been from a 1 to 11 aspect and they're at their peak it's this this is their do or die time to win a championship you know the runners up several times in many competitions but World Test Championship rolling around. This squad is built to win games of Test cricket, mate. Yeah, I mean, you may have had better batting lineups over the years potentially, but Kane Williamson obviously being in any 
um, is, is a strength. You've, yeah. The bowling attack is where it's at, though, isn't it? Wagner, Southie, Trent Bolt. And then you've got back up and cover, haven't you? Carl Jameson, he's the big fella, isn't he? Oh, huge, mate. Huge. He's got, got huge. the wingspan of an old albatross. Can I, can I do it just once? Oh, he's big ass. Oh, oh big ass, bro. He, he's, <laughs> they're, they're class, mate. We'll, we'll, we'll break, break down some of these players, but Devon Conway is, and we spoke about him on the pod before, he, he's been earmarked to play for the Black Caps since he moved over here from South Africa a few years ago. 2020, he got his, hey, tick, you're a resident or whatever you are, you can go and play do. cricket for us now. Um, three one-dayers, 150, 100, averages 75, 14 T20s, absolute class, mate. Um, four fifties, strike rate of one five one, average of nearly sixty. But that isn't—he's not just a white ball cricketer. First class cricket the last two years in the Plunkett Shield. Oh my God, I said it right for the first time. Four hundred and fifty six <laughs> runs at forty seven, seven hundred and one runs at an average of eighty seven, with a high score of three two seven the season before. Mate, he is. Everyone knows this is the guy, and this Black Caps team from one to eleven has been so solid mm. and consistent mm. every single time. He's got to get in this team. So hmm. Devon Conway is going to come in. He's probably going to open. That's that's the word oh, okay. on the street. That's the lowdown. Is he is going to be shoehorned into an opening spot? This is what we want to know. Where does he usually bat then? In first class in New Zealand, where would you usually top three. see him? Top three. Okay, so but would he be three. a number three more than an opener usually? I'd probably say more of a, a three than an opener, but that's okay. I wouldn't take that as legit. He could well have opened more than he's batted at three. It's just I've seen him bat at three. It's interesting for us to know because as many as, as you know, a lot of these names are familiar to English cricket fans or cricket fans in general, obviously. But it's sometimes one or two. It's just not quite. Every time a, a team comes over to tour, it's always a little bit of a, of a shuffle, isn't it? You know, okay, we know Williamson, we know the likes of Ross Taylor, etc., and a lot of these players. But there's always these guys that come in. You know, oh, he's an opener. Okay, he must be an opener. But is, is he an opener? That's <laughs> what we have to dig into, and that's why it's great to have you over there, Rob. That's one of the good reasons you're there. Do do. Um, him a bit, but yeah, this it's, it's, it's just mm. a really, really strong lineup. A lot has been made of Rashin Ravindra about yeah. him, and, and you know, young Indian family came over when he was really young, so he's mm. way more Kiwi than I will, and he'll talk completely different to how I will. But <laughs> class player, he's averaged over 50 in the last two seasons of um playing Plunkett Shield cricket, just a, a really solid player, good enough, average 59 two years ago. I don't the, the word is that he's not going to open. He's he's not going to mm. he's not going to get a game game one. But mm. he's obviously really highly touted and highly thought of, and good enough for a first class standard. And now people look at the New Zealand standard and go, "Well, it's, it's not that great." Well, actually, mm. there's only five teams. So although exactly. it's a smaller market, you get real high yep. quality games, and a lot of the Black Caps do come in and play a lot of the games. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, if you're boiling boiling it down, it, it becomes a hell of a better competition doesn't it so that's interesting yeah yeah Ravindra was one I was thinking maybe he's got that chance of opening but that's interesting that it can't wait but then if you've got Kane Williamson generally at three I think um it's a tough one isn't it to put Conway at three unless you start re- you know shuffling that batting lineup a little bit I suppose it depends on the question marks over injuries though doesn't it Ross Taylor as we spoke about um when we first spoke about this squad he had a bit of an issue um with a calf uh, and when you get to that certain age as I know well calf issues they're going to be there um, we also had a question about Doug Bracewell, whose last test appearance 2016 in South Africa. He's, he had a bit of a hip injury. Colin de Grand have had a bit of a hamstring as well. So just worth noting about those guys. Nothing I don't think um, is clear on those. I think 
the sound, the trend is that they're all fit to, you know, and good to go. Yes. Uh, but it will be interesting just to keep an eye on that, just in case. Trent Bolt, Rob, I think there's a bit of news about Trent Bolt as well, isn't there? Yeah, Trent Bolt. So he he isn't actually in the UK. <laughs> well, he might not play then. <laughs> there's there's the news. He's expected back in the UK. I think he flies out on the third, so he will arrive during the first right. Test match. Gotcha. He's had a, a lot of fatigue from IPL and things like that, and he just gotcha. wanted some time at home with the family before the whole England trip for the next couple of months. So mm-hmm. um, got given the green light, gone home. And you know what? It actually probably solves the Kiwis a selection headache around mm-hmm. their bowling lineup because for, for, for years, it has always been Wagner, Southie and Bolt. And these guys yeah. are outstanding. Wagner, 145 wickets in the last five years. Southie, 136. Bolt, 134. That was the seam attack. And then Santa is a spin. The grand home mm-hmm. bowling little dibblies. All of a sudden, Carl Jameson comes in from bowling out the clouds, takes 70, <laughs> 70 test match wickets, is it? Or 36 test match wickets he's got at 13. Mm. And someone's got to go to fit him in because he's a the last few test match, complete game changer. So yeah. it's, it's sol- solves a selection headache for that first test. Absolutely. And New Zealand, as much as they'll be looking at this as a really positive two-match test series against England, we've got one at Lords, one at Edgebaston. They'll also be thinking, we want to get ourselves into great preparation for the World Test Championship against India. That is their pinnacle of this tour. Yep. It's not two test matches against England. So they need to make sure that people are hitting the ground running. Carl Jameson is bounding in. It's, it's a great opportunity. And again, like we spoke about for England, if you're bringing these guys over and they've not played in these conditions or they've not played much in these types of conditions, get them in. There's no sense in bringing them over to carry drinks about. It's just as simple as that. I'm not saying play a second 11, but play the players where you can. Just rest one or two. We know BJ Watlin will play every game this summer because, as we spoke about before, he's set to retire. Um, So there's locks like that, isn't there? Kane Williamson will no doubt play both test matches. But it might be like, you know, Ross Taylor might might only play one of the two tests, for example. He's been around the block. He knows his game. If anything, he probably needs to sit out and just, you know, rest up that leg a little bit, If assuming he's fit to go for one of them. Um, Will Young, perhaps, is he a middle-order option? Um, or would someone like Ravindra maybe get an opportunity a little bit lower down? As we said, he can play a middle-order role as well. Yeah, it's, it's difficult to know. Will Young obviously got two centuries for Durham this year, did really well mm. after a little bit of a slow start. But where, where does mm. he come in? He opened for Durham. Does he come in and yeah. try and fill an opening spot? He can mm. back down the order, whereas Rashim Ravindra is more of a genuine out-and-out opener. So yeah. maybe covered down at that number four role for Taylor mm. in case he goes down. Um, but you, you, you're right, the... the 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 lineup is so stable. Kane Williamson's ranked number one in the world in Test match cricket as a batsman, mm. nine hundred nineteen on the world ranking scale. And to put that in context, that is the twenty first highest of all time. Wow, okay. that's how good a form that he's in. Good Nick, yeah, very very good Nick. Ross Taylor's kind of on his way out. One guy that I want to yeah. touch on and go, this guy is not to be underrated is Tom Latham. I've spoke about him yep. before on the podcast in previous iterations we've done and mm. gone just how good this guy is. In terms of openers, made his debut 2014, mate. He's gone on, scored almost 4,000 runs at an average of 42, 11 centuries. That Mm. is immaculately solid. And so is his season-on-season stats. The last four or five seasons have been 45 average, 60, 50, 40. He's world-class, and you're struggling to find a more consistent opener in the world game. The mm. only thing that New Zealand have is we're such a small market so far away, mm. play 75% of our games at home, people don't see it. 
No, no, that's it. You look at the stats and you go, oh, that's pretty good, but who's he done it against? But yeah, Tom Latham's an interesting one. Didn't he start out as a wicketkeeper? Yep. yep. Yeah, and then he, he yep. got that role, didn't he? He got that opportunity to open and he's not looked back. Cam, basically, what I would like to try and propose now is that we can maybe look at doing an exchange deal with one of our middle-order players in county <laughs> cricket for one of your openers. It seems like New Zealand have a surplus of openers at the moment. Um, so I think there's a deal to be had here. Maybe we can just swap some passports over. Nobody will know. Uh, Pretty Patel, she loves those uh, foreign guys coming in. Um, so yeah, we, we could make it maybe work something around. So, but yeah, so many options for this New Zealand team, and it, and it looks really strong. It looks really impressive. I can't wait to get going with this series. Um, let's have a look at the lineups then, Rob. What do we expect them to be? I'm going to rattle in the top seven for England, and I don't think it's it's disputable. I think Burns and Sibley will open. Whoever takes first ball, I really don't care. Um, Zach Crawley will bat at three. Joe Root, the captain at four. Ollie Pope at five. Dan Lawrence, the Essex uh, man at six. Just want to note the what we've got here also in the top six is we've got Joe Root and Dan Lawrence both bowl spin. Joe Root, I think he's getting better and better with age. He's, he's maturing like a fine wine. And Dan Lawrence does bowl a little bit as well. James Bracey, the debutant, he'll be coming in at seven as a wicketkeeper. Please tell me you're not going to dispute any of that just for, you know, ooh, no, I go the other way. I'm, I'm all good with that, mate. There's nothing, <laughs> exactly. there's nothing I can say that I don't agree with in that. I think that's awesome. safe. Safe. So where it gets interesting and maybe let's say a little bit complicated is the bowlers. Yeah. Do you see Jack Leach playing in the first test? Because that's the question, isn't it? I'm absolutely torn because I don't like going into a test match without a a frontline spinner. I hate it. And Mm. I can see the reasoning for not doing it. But if it was me picking my team, I I would still have an out and out um, Mm. spinner in my team. That's fair enough. So, so, I mean, th- there's plenty of options. We've got basically um, six seamers that are going to go into three, maybe four positions. So we've got Craig Overton, we've got Ollie Robinson, we've got Mark, uh, Ollie Stone and Mark Wood. Like I spoke earlier, pairs. I think they're, yeah. you know, I don't think you'll see both of those players, both of those players. So, you know, I don't think Overton and Robinson will be in the same team. And I don't think Stone and Wood will be in the same team. Yeah. And then there's Broad and Anderson. We could pair them up as well. I think first test, though, that you probably see Broad and Anderson play. Start of the summer, it's at HQ, back at Lords. I think you'll you'll see both of them in the team. So then it, we've got two spots for five bowlers. Yeah. Where are you going with this then? Are you, are you putting Jack Leach in that 11? Uh, for me, yes. I'm going with Jack Leach and I'm going with Mark Wood. Really? Okay, so you're not going to give a debutant. You're not going to give Overton or Robinson. The informed bowlers, you're like, nah, not bothered about them. If, if it's... You're going proven and already played loads of games. Yeah, I, th- I think the thing is, <laughs> the only way I see England winning this test series, because they're so inexperienced in their squad compared to the peakness of the Black Caps, mm. is Broad and Anderson versus the Black Caps, 100%. Yes. If Broad mm. and Anderson win and bowl superbly, England will win this series because they're the, yes. still the two best opening bowls in the world up mm. there with the Aussies in my eyes. So if you want to win the test, those two have to play this game. Yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. Yeah. So you're going, so you've got the seven and you're going Broad and Anderson, you're going Leach and you're going Mark Wood. Yeah. Whew, that's a bit of a tail that is, mate. Yeah. It, it's a huge tail. <laughs> it's a huge tail. And there's the problem is I, I'm, I'm going, so how do I win this game? Because you've got an experienced yeah. batsman in the team as well. I'm going, how do I win this game? To win this game, Broad and Anderson need to bowl the Black Caps out. So yeah. they are 20- both playing. 
20 wickets, win the first test. Second test, she gives you an opportunity to rest some players, yep. maybe rest Broad and Anderson, perhaps. Yeah. Um, or, or Wood and, you know, Anderson. Broad's been playing a lot of cricket. He's fit and firing, isn't he? So he's the man I would expect to play two test matches if either of Broad and Anderson do play two test matches. Just my take on that one. Um, okay, for me then, I'm going to go, I think we will see a four-man seam attack. I think they're going to go with Root and backing up of Lawrence with the spin. Um, I think Anderson and Broad both playing this first test and I'm going to go with Overton over Robinson and I'm going to go with Wood potentially over Stone. But that's a that's a very fine one. Um, so I think that's where they, they find the balance in this team is that instead of that all-rounder, which they haven't selected, you know, the, the Ben Stokes of this world, yeah. they've gone with the four-man seam attack and using spin out of the batsman. And I don't think Roots should be undervalued. He bowled really, really well over the winter. Um, yep. Had a bit of a workload, didn't he? He was almost seen as a second spinner, basically, wasn't he? So, so that's how I see it going. So, what about New Zealand, Rob? What are we, uh, what are we going to lock in for them? So, Tom Latham at top of the order. Yep, we've got Conway. Like you were saying. Devin, Devin Conway at two. Kane Williamson, ranked number one in the world at three. One thing yep. I want to say about Kane Williamson, mate, and it's when you look at the statistics of the player, averaging mm-hmm. fifty-four in Test match cricket. That's five yep. higher than Joe Root. He's played mm-hmm. 20 less test matches, but scored four more centuries already. Just putting it out there. That's, he, that's the big batting battle. Yeah. Root, it is, Williams. isn't it? Willie, yeah, Williamson, Root, Root Williamson. Absolutely. Sorry for talking over you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, it doesn't really matter. Is Williamson better than Root? Is Root better than Williamson? Because you, you're kind of splitting hairs a bit. But he is arguably, I mean, you, you could make a case for Williamson being the best red ball batsman in the world. Easily, I'm not sure yeah. you could quite justify getting Root to number one. Um, no, you can't. What I, what I like is Joe Root is finally starting to what could be his peak. He started yes. to turn that yeah. corner and start scoring hundreds for England, big double yeah. hundreds, and yeah. that's that's the sort of guy that England have been looking for for a long time. Mm-hmm. Being that Kane Williamson, that's just like let's say there's top five players in any sport normally the top four are way better than the guy that's in fifth you look at tennis for years you had Federer, Djokovic, Murray and someone else that played tennis (laughs) but there's always like three or four guys and then there's a little bit of a drop-off now what you're seeing is that everyone's gone there's top four and Root's part of that and then it's like nah Root's not good enough now you're seeing Root come into the mixer and start to put up the numbers consistently against yep. the likes of a Smith, Coley and Williamson and come into that conversation. And if Root outperforms Williamson here, that is probably the biggest statement he's made in terms of being a top four player he's made for years. Yeah, big time. I like the sound of that, mate. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's obviously, isn't it? It's that Broad Anderson versus the batting lineup of New Zealand. That's one of the keys to this series, but it's also who performs. Is it Root? Is it Kane Williamson? Which one of those guys steps up? and yep. scores the runs, the big runs. We're not talking about he gets 120 runs over the series or 200 runs, whatever. Can somebody go out and make a test-winning score uh, in, in either of those test matches? That's what it's all about. So we've got we've got Latham, Conway, Williamson. Yep. Four, Ross Taylor at four? Four, Ross Taylor. If he goes down injured, then you've got a bit of a conundrum. Tom Blundell has actually been opening as an interim measure for the Black Caps for a while. Yep. Um, he's not an opener. Number four will either go to Will Young or Tom Blundell, in my opinion, um, depending just if Taylor a, goes down. Just a quick question. If Taylor isn't fit, could you see Kane Williamson doing a Joe Root and going down to four, Conway to three, and maybe Ravindra coming in as an opener? I I don't... Too much change, maybe. For, for me, yes. I'm not saying it wouldn't happen. But for me, 
if I've got the best player in the world that bats at three, Ricky Ponting bats at three, we need to move Lock people around. Pon- we've got the best three in the world. Like, just leave cool. it. Let's work out that's what we do elsewhere. So that's the lock. Um, okay. N- number five, Henry Nichols, who yep. won against England at Eden Park a couple of years ago in the series down here. Incredible player, really. He's gone and he's averaging 44 with the bat at number five. And, you know, sometimes you can look at it and go, well, he's only averaging 44. But for England for hmm. so long, we're struggling to get guys to average 40. And this Black Caps hmm. lineup is full of them. And he goes under the radar a hell of a lot. But he does struggle away from home. Now, a lot of those test matches are in Pakistan, Sri Lanka and India. He averages 50 at home, 57 at neutral venues and 24 on the road. So a mm. little bit of a question mark around that, but he is a, a high quality performer. And BJ Watling in his last series at six, who's possibly the most consistent wicketkeeper mm. batsman of, of the last decade. Absolute class yeah, player. Absolutely. We spoke about it, didn't we? He's, he's broke a number of records and he will end his career as the finest wicketkeeper that New Zealand has ever produced. And over the last X amount of years, he is up there with the best in the business um, in international cricket. So do not underestimate. Just because, like Rob said earlier, just because we don't hear these names all the time does not mean that they are not absolutely top of the class, world-class players. Let's make it clear. England smashed India in England the last time they were there. New Zealand smashed a Kohli-led India 2-0 at home by 10 Mm. wickets and then by another 100 or so runs the last time they were here two years ago. This is a top-notch lineup. And BJ Mm. Watling, 39 test matches at home, averages 39. 28 test matches in the last decade away, Mm. averages 39. That's absolutely immaculate consistency. Yeah, absolutely. So so he's going to be at six, wicketkeeper batsman at six, gives him that balance to play the all-rounder, which we presume will be Mr. De Grandholm. If if it definitely, I think mm-hmm. big call. He's he's sporting a cracking mullet at the moment. Another one, another one. It's not quite Peter Hanscom style. I mean, no. Hanscom is full on, you know, dog on a rope in the back of his ute yeah. sort of mullet. But yeah. the Grand Hom is a is a lush mullet, isn't it? They're they're everywhere, mate. I was in a I was on a course just before Christmas, and I walked in, I saw a guy, and. Uh, I went, mate, I love your hair. He had a, it was rocking a mullet. I hadn't seen him for a while because of not being in the office. And he goes, yeah, business at the front, party at the back. <laughs> it's the one downside of being down under, mate. Those Antipodeans, what is going on with the barnets? They love it. They love, they love tashes and they love mohawks, mate. But the, it, mate. the grand home will fill this role. He's, he's yep. good at this level. He's not, <laughs> he, he just carnage, mate. He goes in with the bat. He knows what he's there to do. He's there to just try and smash the ball to the boundary and it works for him. He averages 37 with about in test match cricket from 24 matches. Mm -hmm. It's not the longevity of a Ben Stokes. He's not as good as a Ben Stokes, Mm -hmm. but his average at the moment is higher than a Ben Stokes. And that sometimes needs to be taken into account. Mm. Again, it's a bits and pieces player that fills the role in the team that the team needs him to do. And he does it and he's very clear on what it is he needs to do. Yeah. Big Good time. Effective, yeah, effective player, knows his role, playing yeah. to the role, not worrying about his average too much, just going in and doing the job. So that's that's your top seven then, Rob. Yeah. We're going to, I assume we'll have a spinner in there. I mean, yeah. he used, this this guy, I'll announce this guy, and then you can go with the seamers. But this used to be one of our favourites, didn't it? Mitch Santner, Mitchell Santner to his parents. Um, top class spinner as well. Um, again, just another one of those players that's had a bit of a bit of an up and down run with injuries, but he's a, he's a quality performer and he should be locked in at eight. And then give us your seamers. Yeah, definitely Santner at eight. His bowling's a little bit... It's okay. 
it's okay. It's improving. It was it was improving before the injuries, but I think, as well. Again, with a good seam attack, he provides balance, a little bit of control, yeah. and he averages 25 with the bat at number eight. Again, knows his role in the team. Bowling attack with Trent Bolt out, who would have been an absolute shoe-in for it. Carl Jamieson will bat at eight or nine, may even take Santa wow. Scott to eight. He's averaging 56 wow. in test cricket from, uh, from six tests. 36 okay. wickets, an average of 13. Four Fifers already in Test match cricket, mate. One to one. He's not mm. rapid. He's not rapid. He bowls 80 to 82. Mm. But he's six foot seven and a tall, lengthy, rangy six foot seven. Mm. So he's, um, I'm really interested to see how he does against England, who mm. in English conditions should play him potentially quite well. Whereas, West Indies and Pakistan and Bangladesh really struggled against the, mm. the bounce um, that was going on. But okay. Jameson at nine, Southie and Wagner 10 and 11. Southie is he's only 32 years old, but I can remember him making his debut against England and scoring 80-odd down the order. And yeah, that was yeah. when Ryan Sidebottom and players like that were still around. So he's still, still mm. going. 292 or 302 test wickets, an average of 28. I watch him bowl, mate, and I'm like... He's not going to get anyone out. It's too slow. It's not quite working. But actually, he always seems to pick up wickets time and time again. And he's Mr. Mm. Consistent. And then you've just got all heart and bollocks on the line, Neil Wagner. his Mute. He takes pride <laughs> in bowling on a flat deck and bowling all day and bowling fast, uh, yeah. fast, 80 mile an hour, bowling mm. halfway down and just being a pain in the backside, mate. Yeah. When, yeah. when they went to Australia, I was like, he's just going to get pasted. He sorted Steve Smith out with the short mm. ball time and time again. He's, he's aggressive, isn't he? He's, he's got, he's, I wouldn't say he's a small guy, but he's got a little bit of that short, short man syndrome, yeah. hasn't he? Where he's really hustly, bustly, aggressive. Um, he's, he's probably, he's got the Dean Elgar award for this New Zealand team, isn't he? He's the gritty, he's, he's the grit of this side. Um I like the mix of this. Who do you think takes the new ball then? Jameson, Southie, Wagner. Who's who's got the new ball out of those three? Oh, mate, that's a great shot because it's always Southie and Bolt. Always Southie yeah, and Bolt. Absolutely. So Southie would keep the new ball. We would, would presume. Do you think that? Yeah. I, I, from how you've described it, I think Jameson would be a hell of a shout against oh, Sibley, yeah. a struggling Sibley, assuming he's opening and Burns. We've got the slope at Lords. Yeah, coming down from that height, getting some variable bounce, perhaps. You know, depending on, on how the how the surface plays on the first morning. It it depends because they might look at it and they might go, we'll have Wagner who can tail it back into a right-hander. Yeah. He can do mm. it and he can bowl full sometimes. Yeah. So they <laughs> may go, right, we'll have Wagner from one end with the with the slope, just bringing mm. it into the pads and we'll have Southie the other end taking it away. Mm. Got to get in a bit of assistance. So not 100% certain um, who will get it. The, the guy that's going to miss out who we've not touched on is, mm. um, oh my God, my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Henry, Matt Henry, who was brilliant yeah. in the World Cup for the Black Caps, has not quite managed to force himself into the Black Caps reckoning on a regular basis mm. just because the other guys have been so good. But 2018, came over, played for Kent in the County Championship, 75 wickets at an average of 15. Mm. Was superb in the World Cup, is almost the next in line until Carl Jameson comes out of nowhere and just mm. starts taking over the world, mate. So... 
unfortunate to be missing out, may get a run out um, in the second test. But I remember him coming over and taking an absolute yeah. hatful, at least early on in his spell anyway. Yes. I don't know if it was a relatively short spell. So again, it talks to the strength and depth of this squad. Uh, Will Young, as you spoke about, has already scored some runs for Durham, um, I think you said, didn't you, um, at, since he's arrived. So... It's going to be a heck of a, a, a series. We get the first game on Wednesday, depending on when you listen to this. Hopefully, it will be still ahead of you. Uh, but on Wednesday at Lords, and then the following week, possibly the following Wednesday, I believe the tenth um, is going to be at Edge Baston. So it's a two-test match series. Lots and lots to, of interest in this. I always find England series when you've got new players or up-and-coming yeah. players coming into the team as most interesting. Yes. Um, the thing I'm going to be really interested in as well, you spoke about the New Zealand top order, the averages. They're all averaging 40-plus, yeah. apart from maybe BJ Watman, who's just a, 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 a yeah. slight bit underneath it. England have only got Joe Root averaging over 40. He's averaging 49. The rest of them are twenty, late 20s and early 30s, if they're lucky. Yeah. And that's all the way down to Lawrence. Yeah. Bracey obviously hasn't played yet. So that there's huge question marks. We love Lawrence. Ollie Pope's been on great form as well so far this year. We really like Zach Crawley as well. Sibley and Burns, I think we're all a little bit like, well, if they do it, great. If they don't, well, let's just rotate. Let's get somebody else. But we need to see those boys step up. It's not just about Joe Root scoring runs for this England team. It's about one or two of those others at least um, saying that this is my spot and I want this spot for, for the next X amount of games, X amount yeah. of years. Um, and and going up against that absolutely almost legendary middle order for um, for New Zealand, it, it is, mate. We we spoke about the uh, the difference in uh, experience at this top level between the two squads, mate. And if we go with the top seven we've picked for England, um, mm. we've scored twelve and a half thousand runs at an average of twenty nine, which doesn't sound too bad, but it does show mm. where they are, and that's elevated by yeah. the fact you've got Joe Root in there. If you take mm. the Kiwi top seven, they've scored 13,000 more runs and their average <laughs> is eight higher at 37.3 across yeah, the board for that that's... top seven. Um, so that's that's the difference. And that's why I think you need a broad in Anderson to give you the experience with the ball. Because if you take mm. their 1,100 test wickets mm. away from this lineup, you're actually mm. left with Mark Wood with 50 wickets, Je- uh, Leach with 62 wickets, and then you're putting in a couple of guys that's even less. So it's they need to even up that experienced playing field. But it does, you know, when new it guys does. come around, it does give fresh opportunity. And if the guys are ready to take it, they can take it pretty fearlessly. Yeah, big time. I mean, just just very, very quick point on that. You just said, I noticed something this week. Wisdom just tweeted something out. Craig Overton is averaging 44.77 for nine wickets in Test Match Cricket so far. But he is not that bowler. And he no. need, if he gets the opportunity, he needs to go and show that he's the bowler that's taking, um, was it since 2020, 68 wickets at under 14. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. What, that's the difference. He's gone away. He's, he had his opportunity for England, but, you know, didn't quite work out for him. He got pushed to the back of the queue a little bit and he's come back and he's took wickets left, right and centre. Um, he's got out of the shadow of his brother that went off to the Oval um, and he's just taken wickets. So I, I just really want these guys to get an opportunity and there is so many spots in this England team that aren't quite locked down. Yeah. Um, but, but we think we've got the right people in a lot of those spots, yeah. at least in the squad. Lawrence and Pope, especially, and Crawley, they're the right people for those spots, but they now need to go and prove it. Uh, it's great to see a 267 or whatever it was for Zach Crawley. It's great to see Dan Lawrence on debut score some runs in Sri Lanka. Ollie Pope scoring runs. And every, you know, he's one of those guys that will score score a few runs or a big score, and then he might not score a few runs for a few innings. We need to see those guys lock it in. And uh, that's that's the big big takeaway for me in this, this two-match series. Looking forward to seeing New Zealand. Always enjoyed watching New Zealand. 
um, see if the Beige Brigade can uh, sneak their way into Lords. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a cracking couple of test matches. Rob and I'm sure we'll be here to uh, to break it down after each game as well. And I look forward. We to will, it. mate. We will. So prediction time. First test match. We've picked our teams. Oh, who's who's me any of that? Ah, I, I think we spoke about this before briefly on one of the pods, and I'm very much getting splinters in my backside and. I could see it being a one-all. I really yeah. could. I, I, I don't want it to be. It's always nice. Yeah, England 2-0. Let's go full Glenn McGrath on it. But um, yeah, I'll go one-all. One-all. Pretty pretty reasonable. So I put it out on Twitter for the guys to ask. And I said, who's who wins the first test? 68% said England are going to win the test. 12% black caps. 6% the draw. 12% the weather. <laughs> Okay, so t- the weather has as much chance of putting a team together and winning yeah. this test match as New Zealand have. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm going out there and I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying that the Black Caps are going to win this test match. There's, I think that is probably more likely because you know, I've said one all. I think New yeah. Zealand win the first test and I think England come back and win the second test. Everybody gets up for playing at Lords. Yeah. yeah. Every travelling team gets up and plays. Um, it's a bit like the Fortress City ground, mate, you know, when some of these teams come to uh, Forest. That's my excuse for Al. Shocking last 20 odd years. Mm-hmm. You, you, mean, you mean that time Rochdale turned up? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No comment. No comment. I, Move it, on. It is, it is going to be a cracking series, mate. Like Rich said, we'll be back as soon as the test matches are done. We'll be back with a review and a preview for the second test match as well. Can't wait to see it. If you've enjoyed this, guys, leave a subscribe mm-hmm. on the channel. A big thumbs up wherever you are listening to this. Rich, thank you very much. Ready for the cricket of summer to officially start. Absolutely, and we have actually got sunshine. With the wettest May just about ever, give us some sunshine, June. Go on. Love it. Till next time. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.